Check one, two. Check one, two, one, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. New music from a very unlikely yet incredible pair, Luke Combs and Ed Sheeran, and a big surprise from the queen of country herself, Miss Dolly Parton. I'm Rebecca Porter, and here's everything you need to know in country music for the week of May 15th, 2023. We're bringing you the hottest news and the newest music in country music every Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And now for the hottest news in country this week. Have to kick things off with the biggest story of the week, of course, and that is the 58th Annual ACM Awards. Now, if you weren't able to watch the show, you can still watch it if you're an Amazon Prime member. It is free. Highly recommend giving it a try. There are also so many incredible perks that come with having that membership, so definitely check it out if you haven't done so already. That being said, let's dive in to some of the most exciting moments of the night. First up, we have to talk about the red carpet, of course. If you know me at all, you know I am a sucker for red carpet fashion. And the ladies, and men too, but mostly the ladies did not disappoint. Some favorite outfits of mine were, of course, Miss Dolly Parton, who also co-hosted the show. And Lainey Wilson wore this stunning, like, sage kind of seafoam green ensemble that was absolutely to die for. But the biggest exciting moments of the night were, of course, the performances. And there were so many amazing ones. This year, Carly Pierce and Trisha Yearwood performed a special medley of Yearwood's hits, including Wrong Side of Memphis. And she's in love with the boy and X's and O's. It was in celebration of the 25th anniversary of her winning Female Artist of the Year. This was so legendary. You know, I absolutely love a collab. So that one was absolutely incredible. There was also a really special moment with Cody Johnson, who performed Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys, which was a tribute to Willie Nelson, who recently celebrated his 90th birthday. Absolutely insane. And he did that performance so well. He definitely did justice for the song. One of the highlights of the evening for me were Ashley McBride and all of her pals came on stage, including Brandi Clark, Kaylee Hammock, Pillbox Patty, and John Osborne. They had the most killer performance of Bonfire at Tina's. It was absolutely insane. And if you watch the awards for anything, that would be one of them. But the other performance that stole the night, everyone's hearts, 
was Ed Sheeran and Luke Combs performing Life Goes On from Ed's newly released album, Subtract. It was such an incredible surprise. And shortly after at midnight, they released the song to streaming platforms everywhere. So if you haven't yet, I'm telling you that is a must listen for the week. It is just absolutely incredible. I'm a huge Ed Sheeran fan, and to me, it's no surprise that these two got paired up. Ed played at a show with him while he was touring in the UK, and they quickly became friends. And so this collab to me was destined to happen and so perfect. Ed is such a great folk singer, which to me is in the realm of country music. So to no surprise to me, these two absolutely knocked this one out of the park. Among amazing performances, there was also really amazing award-winning moments. And that was, for me, one of the shining moments was Lainey Wilson, who won her first ever ACM Female Artist of the Year, Album of the Year, and Music Event of the Year, as well as Visual Media of the Year. And it tied her for the most awarded artist of the evening and brought her total ACM awards count to seven. And her speech was so incredible. I really loved the message in it. She basically was saying, if you want to be a dreamer, you need to be a doer. And I think that's such an incredible message. I think we live in a world today where social media makes your dreams coming true look so easy and effortless, and that's just not the case. So if you want those dreams to come true, you have to put the hard work in, and we certainly know she has. She is deserving of every award she gets, and that was really just a highlight of the awards for me that night. And also, of course, have to mention Chris Stapleton. He had his first win for ACM Entertainer of the Year, and his win qualifies him for the coveted ACM Triple Crowd Award, which celebrates artists who have won new female slash male artists of the year, female male artists of the year, and entertainer of the year. His win brought his total ACM awards count to 15, and his speech was so special. You can catch all of these performances and awards, again, watching through Amazon Prime, but we also have some special moments from the night up on all of our socials. So make sure you head over there to check them out. You are not going to want to miss out on that. And we have a full list of winners and all the key moments you need from that night up on allcountrynews.com. A really exciting moment that I almost forgot to mention about the ACM Awards is that Queen Lainey Wilson finally made her red carpet debut with her boyfriend and everyone is absolutely dying to know who he is. He is former Pittsburgh Steeler Devlin Hodges. The photographs of that night, them together on the red carpet, is the cutest thing ever. You can also check that out on allcountrynews.com. You are not going to want to miss out on the cuteness. I have exciting festival news. Coastal Country Jam announced their return for fifth year, and they are bringing some of today's biggest names in country music to Southern California. That is going to take place on September 16th and 17th and feature incredible artists like Blake 
Shelton, Tyler Hubbard, Tim McGraw, Marin Morris, the list goes on and on. But the unique event will take place in between ocean and city skyline views in the coastal community of Long Beach in the heart of Southern California. And it looks like it's going to be absolutely incredible. The lineup is insane. The views, of course, spectacular. Make sure you head to CoastalCountryJam.com now to grab either two-day tickets or snag one of the limited one-day passes. There are a lot of really cool perks, so get on that ASAP before tickets sell out. Speaking of shows, Russell Dickinson announced that he is bringing his show on the road with the big wheels and back roads fall. He's bringing some pretty stellar openers along, including Restless Road, Parmalee, and Nico Moon. You know that's going to be an incredible time. Tickets will be available for purchase starting this Friday, May 19th at 10 a.m. He'll kick things off in Philadelphia on September 21st and continue the tour through November, hitting a total of 13 states across the country. I highly doubt this tour will not sell out. So you better get your tickets ASAP if you want to go to this. It's short. Maybe he'll add more dates, but maybe he won't. And the openers on this are insane. So get your tickets ASAP. In sad touring news for all my Morgan Wallen fans, he announced he has to postpone six weeks worth of shows due to some bad news from vocal doctors. We here at ACN are wishing him a speedy recovery. ABC announced that they're set to release an inside look at the life of Jelly Roll in a new documentary titled Jelly Roll Save Me. It's a journey of redemption in real time of the 38-year-old singer-songwriter, and it deals with him confronting his struggles with mental health and addiction as he stands on the precipice of mega stardom. It's going to feature exclusive access to never-before-seen tour footage and interviews with the musician and those closest to him. It sounds like it's going to be really raw and incredible, and I, for one, am looking forward to hearing his story. I think it's always really incredible to get an inside look like this at someone's life. You never really get to fully experience the struggles that they're going through, and I think in something like this, It'll be so powerful and there'll be so many people who will be able to relate to it and, you know, maybe even gain some new fans. I, for one, am really excited to watch it. It begins streaming on Hulu Tuesday, May 30th. Dolly Parton released the track list for her new album, Rockstar, and it honestly features some of the most incredible artists. I can literally not believe it. There is a feature from Sting, Steve Perry, Joan Jett, Chris Stapleton, Miley Cyrus, of course, Stevie Nicks, Brandi Carlisle, Pink, Debbie Harry, Elton John, Lizzo. I mean, this list is literally incredible. There's also Emmylou Harris and Sheryl Crow. I mean, I'm literally on the floor just thinking about this. I can't even imagine how much time it took to put all of these artists together, but I, for one, cannot wait to listen. So stay tuned for more on that. It comes out November 17th, and you know I will be breaking it all down for you on release week. 
And now it's time to dive into the hottest releases in country music this week. The hottest. hottest. Have to kick things off with Parker McCollum, who put out his new album, Never Enough. And lyrically, it is fantastic. Vocally as well. It's really a top-to-bottom perfection kind of album. And you know I try and always give you a favorite, but this one, I just can't. So this is me telling you yet again, this is a must-listen for the week. This next one, you're going to want to grab a tissue for. Country husband-wife duo The Dries honored Moms Everywhere in their new song, Mamas Do. And this one literally brought me to tears on right around Mother's Day too. Such a perfect release. These two are always magic together. So listen to this one, play it for your moms and make sure, like I said, you grab a tissue. There will not be a dry eye in the room with you. I have a live album here for you this week and you know I am a sucker for those. And this one is so great. It's from Tracy Lawrence and it's live at Billy Bob's Texas. And you can actually catch some footage from that up on his Instagram page. But this one is so fun. And a live album to me really shows whether an artist has it or not. If you can go and listen to a live album and it sounds like you're in the room with them and it's almost album quality, that's how you know a real powerful artist. And this one is no exception. George Burge debuted his album, Mind On You, and it is so fantastic. It's honestly radio quality. And I say that meaning like it's a song that you want your stations to play, that you will drive all the way home from work or even a back road on a Saturday and just be absolutely jamming along. This is another one you need to listen to all the way through. Josh Abbott Band released their new track, Country Nights, and this is more like traditional country. And I don't know if it's a violin or a fiddle, but whatever it is, I am living for it. It is such a key part of this song and such a joy for me. I really love that very traditional country sound and you will definitely also love this if that is up your alley. It's so good and it honestly makes me want to park underneath the stars, listen to this, just staring up at it and just enjoy the outside world and it'll make you too. Make sure you add this to your weekly playlist. Billy Zimmerman released his new album, Religiously, and it's literally a religious experience, pun absolutely intended, and this album is absolutely spectacular. I think he has such an incredible quality to his voice, and I think he brings such an interesting quality to the genre. I feel like you know, it's definitely new age, more on the pop side of country, but there's also kind of like a rock alternative element to his voice and the way that his songs are arranged. And I just love it. He is literally blowing up everywhere. Every time I turn around, anytime I get on social media, somebody's talking about him and it's to no surprise for me. This album is spectacular and 
you would be remiss if you did not check it out. So make sure you add this to the albums you must listen to this week. It is spectacular. As if the collab between Ed Sheeran and Luke Combs wasn't already amazing enough news for this week, Luke Combs also teamed up with Riley Green for a new take on Different Round Here. That song was absolutely blowing up everywhere, so the fact that Luke Combs is now on another version of it, it's bound to re-blow up again. It's so spectacular, and they pair so well together. And I am always just a firm believer in Anything that these two are attached to is going to turn to gold, and this one is absolutely no exception. Clayton Shay released a new single, I Know Myself, and it's all about that special someone that you always get yourself into trouble with, and this one's just really fun. Make sure you check it out. Jason Eady gave us a taste of his new album with Way Down in Mississippi. Mississippi also just happens to be the title of the album, and it'll come out on August 11th. To me, this is very classic country, so all of my old school fans listening out there, you are going to adore this song. And if you like it enough and you want to see him out on the road, he starts touring this weekend all the way through August with Wade Bowen and Jamie Lynn Wilson. Make sure you check out tickets for that ASAP. You are not going to want to miss out on this show. You can listen to all the new music I mentioned this month and this episode all on our All Country News Spotify playlist. And make sure you sign up for our weekly newsletter because you can get a list of all this news first before the podcast airs. And there's always some extra goodies in there. I have an exciting event spotlight for you guys, Rock Jock Celebrity Softball Tournament, which will be happening Monday, June 5th at First Horizon Park in Nashville, and we are a part of it this year. It will be an incredible way to give back and kick off CMA Fest. Tickets are on sale for that now, and you never know who's going to show up, so I highly recommend going to this. Again, it's for a great cause and will be so fun. I am very excited to announce that we have a very special guest for this week's episode. Our very own Bobby Dixon sat down with the incredible Shaylin to talk all about music and what's coming up for her the rest of this year. You can hear that all here now. I love it. So I usually start off with like a question about where you're from, but I'm noticing all your tattoos and um, I have quite a few myself. That so a, wait, is that a hummingbird? It's a cardinal. A cardinal. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> so wait, did you get those here? Uh, no, I'm actually Chicago based. So I got them here in Chicago. I but I, I did like, this oh. one in Nashville. Let's fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> so talk to me about your tattoos. I want to start off with that. My favorite one. So this is Beans. He's a, he's a grumpy man. But this is this is Beans on my arm. Love that. Oh, yeah. look at your boot. And oh, this is my boot. And it's great. So I have the boot with my birthday like number in here. And then a ladybug for like, because uh, the bug of Tennessee is uh, yeah. a ladybug. 
I love that. So, and then I have all these like little butterflies from my pappy. This oh. says temporary feelings because I went through a really rough point in life. And for you forget that all the feelings are temporary, you yeah. know? I love the rest of them are really bad drunk mistakes. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what the, it's, sometimes you need to let things go in a balloon is just yeah. tragic. Hey, it, it is what it is. I love it. I love it because I'm always like, you know what people, I feel like creatives don't put ink on themselves without there being some sort of like, there's a story to everything. Oh, absolutely. But I know. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, I met a girl one time that none of her tattoos had one meaning to them. See, I can't do that. I would, and she had a lot. She's like, no, I just go in and I pick something off the wall. I'm like, what? Like, that's crazy. No. No. Not for me. Not for me. I have meanings. Like I have my mom's handwriting on me. Um, I have a heart for my best friend. I'm like digging the hand tattoos. I love that. You I love hand, hand tattoos. I flipped off the camera. Oh my God. Okay. Cool. I love it. I want to get like a lightning bolt on the inside yep. of my middle finger. So thousand percent. When I'm down for CMA fest, I think maybe that might have Let's to go be- get tattoos. Sold. I'm here. I've been itching to get one. We're going to go. We're going to go. I love it. I knew that we were kindred spirits when you were like, you were born in Tennessee, but grew up in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So where in Dallas did you grow up? Because my whole family's in McKinney. Allen. No way. (laughs) How crazy is that? I love it. So talk to me about, you know, really growing up in two very musical places. Did you like move to Texas when you were younger? So I grew up in Chattanooga till I was about seven. And then I moved to Dallas when I, around that time. Um, And it was so funny because like my family, like they always play music. They always sing music, but like no one in my family actually like no one sings no one does music for a living like my parents were FBI my brothers all do like I know it's very strange very strange backstory um but it's just like a like it was always there but I don't know the second I like the second I, I remember back like super super little and I just remember like the first hint of music in my life And I was, I don't know what it was, but it was this feeling that I was like, nope, that's what I'm doing. Like, that's no one's. And my parents were kind of like, we support you. Like, let's, let's maybe have a few things on the side. Like, let's do soccer. Um, And I was like, I love sports and I loved it. But I was like, no, the music's my, like, I, music's my thing. And they're like, I don't know what that entails or how you get into it, but let's figure it out. Mm. Um, Yeah. So I had like, my mom was my freaking rock. Like she drove me my piano lessons, my voice lessons. I would do this master program. I did theater. Like I did everything you could think of. I love everything. I know I'm a fellow theater nerd. Do you have a favorite musical? Oh my God. Thoroughly Modern Millie, Wicked. Um, I love Thoroughly Modern Millie. I I like, it's just such a good show. In fact, I will say that's one thing. I always thought I was going to end up on Broadway. Really? that That was my thing. Um, and now later, like now how everything is planned out and how the industry is, I would love to like build this career and then go do like a show at so some Leah point. Michelle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I know my sister and I just had a full on crying fit over Phantom closing because that we used to watch Phantom in my parents' basement with a giant thing. Do you remember like that Tostitos queso that is probably just like pure plastic and chips? Thousand like, percent. 
we would sit in the basement and watch it just like and gawk over Gerard Butler at like age 12. <laughs> and Emmy Rossum and I, uh, who is Fiona Gallagher? And it's just like, <laughs> it's just dumb. Like, it's just like that cast, like that was, that. that yeah. Uh, I know, I know. And like I said, I'm Chicago based. And so I am so blessed that we get some wonderful shows up here. So we're hoping to see Hamilton later this year, but you, I have a feeling you were like me and did a lot of singing in church. Am I? That's how I learned how to sing. Okay. Yeah. So were you yeah. like, that's where, I, when I figured out I loved music and couldn't sing because the choir director was like, I'm so sorry, Bobby. Like you can play bells. You're not allowed to sing. Stop it right now. Oh, I did play the bells too. I love oh, the bells. I, I love it. Bells. I love it. So like, was wanting, did you find your voice? I guess no pun intended in church or was that kind of one of those things that like you were forced to go and found out that you actually loved? You know singing? what's so funny? Cause like church and like God is like in my entire life and still to this day, like my first tattoo ever was trust in the Lord, Proverbs three, five on my side. Um, Cause it's just like such a big, like I don't think that I would know how to sing and have this feeling without God. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so it was, I just remember my first Miss June Frank gave me, all I wanted to do was have a solo in church and during the offering, like that's all I wanted. And it was, I think I was six or seven and I had to sing bringing in the sheaves. And obviously like, I was not good back then. Like, I was just like, I was, we we're figuring it out. Um, but I just remember singing for those like couple minutes. And I remember looking at everybody in the eyes for those couple minutes. And I was like, Oh my God, like, I don't know what this is or what this feeling is, but I know I have to have this feeling for the rest of my life. Like, I I don't, I could have been terrible. I don't know. But I just know that like, there was something that was a connection of like, when I sang the words in church, like the whole thing. And I was just like, I don't know what this is, but I got to do it. I love it. So So I figured it out. I know. I feel like sometimes you like find yourselves in those weird moments. You're like, oh, this is what I was meant to do. But country music wasn't the first go around for you. You started off in pop. So talk to me about how that decision to go to LA, you mean, how old were you? When did that start? Like, how was all of that for you? It's crazy. So country music, I always tell people this. I'm like, I learned how to sing in church, but on country music. Because that was like, like my, one of my very, I mean, my very, very first concert was Britney Spears, who I love, but. Love, mine was Christina Aguilera. So we're on the same page. You know what I mean? Just a great time. Um, But I like, like, I remember seeing Taylor Swift open for Brad Paisley, like that first summer concert with Kelly Pickler. They dressed up as ticks. Like it was just, uh, it was, I knew I'd always, I love country music. I just really love country music. And I happened to start. Like, I really didn't know where I was going to go with music. Like I said, I was going to go to Broadway. LA was never in the plans. Um, I just happened to stumble into this pop group when I was super young. And we then like, we started off as a Christian pop group and we would do churches around Texas. And then it grew into something a bit more. We had a kid's show on Stars, Kids and Family. Um, And then when I was like 16, we get signed to Young Money, Cash Money who back in the day was Lil Wayne, Drake, Nikki, like it didn't make any sense for this group of five kids to get signed. But like Nikki had just put out Starships and they wanted to branch out on the pop side of Cash Money. So we were the first pop group they signed. We did the album with Red One. um, And then like 
pretty much six to seven months in, we get shelved. Like we had, we didn't even get to put our first single out. Like it was, it was a disaster. It was a disaster. The budget was spent too soon. They didn't know how to do pop music. Yeah. They didn't know how to do a pop group. Like it was, it was bad. Um, so when I was 17, I basically was like, you guys, we got to go out to LA. We got to like get in their faces. We got to make it work. Like we got to do the thing. And so my parents were like, okay, like you're fit. Like, let's finish up. Cause I was homeschooling okay. at that time. Um, and I just remember my mom was like, like I was hell bent. Was, there was no stopping me. Um, so I remember like, I promised my parents I would do my associate's degree online. And if, if like, that was like the, the thing was like, I had to at least go get an associate's degree, the bare minimum. So I did it all online and I moved out to LA, um, turning 18, um, which was a horrible idea. But I got out there, um, tried to make the group work. It didn't work. Uh, but I got shelved and sat in that contract until I was like 20. So three years of my life was working at Buffalo Wild Wings as a hostess, then moved up to being a bartender. Um, I would wedding sing on the weekends. I would um, I would run people's social media. Like I, And it's so expensive out there. And then all of a sudden, I started to like, I really didn't know how to write music outside of a pop group. Like I was like, I don't really know who I am outside of five people. Cause this was 10 years of my life. Like I started that group when I was like 11. Wow. Um, so I started to learn how to write songs. I got out of the deal and then hit the ground running, basically wrote my way to my first publishing deal out there. Mm. And then in 2018 got signed to universal Republic as a pop artist, which was amazing. Um, but I think COVID when COVID hit, cause like everything was like right there. Like I, I was supposed to do this massive tour right before COVID. I was supposed to have my first radio single and then everything halted. And it always like my whole pop career in general, like it was so beautiful. I learned so much. Like I went out to Korea. I have like a bunch of K-pop songs that I write as well. Like so many opportunities, so many tools, but then I hit rock bottom in 2020. Um, everything stopped and I took a second to step back and I was like, wow, I, I really fell out of love with this. Like I, and it was the first time in my entire life that I was like, hold on, this is crazy. Um, so COVID happens, I kind of take a step back from music. 2021, 2022 comes around. My now manager told my management at the time that he was like, let's get her out to Nashville. Like let's have her write for people. Cause I was supposed to go out. I was approached in, when I was 21 to go out to Nashville. And okay. I like had management that they were like no you're not allowed to leave LA like you're gonna ruin everything and I was like okay so I often wonder like if any of this would happen when I went out um so I went out with him and the first song that I wrote in Asheville at 9 a.m in the morning was what if I don't and I was like oh shit like and Which at the time we were like nine million streams it's <laughs> insanity like when I tell you it didn't it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me still because like I had management at the time that was like, you're never going to work as an artist. You need to give it up. Like no one knows what to do with you. Like you need to write for people. Like you're a great writer. It was the most, yeah, it was just so shitty. And I just remember like coming out here just so broken and so sad. And I was going through like the worst situation in a relationship. And I got in the room with Lindsay Rhymes, Seth Ennis and Phil Barton. Oh, and we were all going back and forth on concepts. And then all of a sudden, what if I don't happened? And I left that session and I got in the Uber and I bawled my eyes out because I was like, this is, I have to be here. Like I, the people, the music, this town, it was like, I felt like a part of my, 
my heart was like full again. And I hadn't felt that in a very long time. And I didn't even know I hadn't felt that. Isn't that crazy? Um, you know, your story reminds me of Caitlin Smith's story. Very hmm. similar feeling stuck. I've um, had the chance to chat with her a couple of times and she really echoed exactly what you said, especially where like, they don't have a place for me. And I love that you've been like, yeah, you've like just strong armed your way through. But I love that you are like now this kind of force to be reckoned with in this really beautiful pop country space that we have. And you got to work with one of my best friends, Mr. Spencer Crandall. So Shut up. literally one of my favorite people ever. I so think he's, I, have, I have interviewed him more than I think anybody else because it's just kind of happened that way. So talk to me about how y'all found each other. Cause honestly, it's like the perfect match. It's a, he's such a, uh, like one very talented, oh, very talented. John. Yeah. Extremely smart. As far as like the marketing goes, the ideas that he has, like, that's all like his vision is so clear and I respect it so much. Um, it was crazy. He started following me back like a year ago and like, we'd always just kind of like been on each other's radar and then we were supposed to have a session. Like, I remember he was like, bro, my voice hurts so bad. I was like, no worries. Like we'll get another one on the books. Like, and, um, he was like, actually, I have this idea. He was like, I'm, I have this song out already, but I'm repurposing this album of mine that I put out or an EP. Um, and he was like, and there's a song called to be continued. He was like, and I think it would be just the best duet with you and I, and I was like, oh my God, heck yeah. Like, let's do it. Um, he sends me the song. I was like, I freaking love this. So we got in the studio. He came the day that I cut it and, um, he just let me do my thing on it. Like he was there. We like meshed our ideas together and it came out so freaking good. So freaking good. I remember when, um, his PR sent it to me, I was like, okay, first of all, this is awesome. Second of all, I'm literally talking with her in like a week. This is perfect. So I, he is such a beautiful mastermind of all of that, but I feel like so are you. And I feel like it was just so beautifully placed. So talk to me about like the collaboration, especially that music video. Like that was so fun. Isn't that fun? I loved That's it. Honestly, I loved it. I mean, for the most part, like on all of the, like the video and all that stuff, I have to say like, he came to me and was just like, Hey, cause I, I do when it is somebody else's song and they're coming to me to collaborate. Like I try to like, I try to give them as much freedom as far as I, I hate being the girl that comes in and is like, it has to be this. And I like, I don't, that's not my vibe. Cause I've had people do that on my songs and I'm like, yeah. so I like, I was like, let me just see, like, let's see. And he came with like this whole plan, um, like down to the TikToks of like what we're filming. Like we booked out time. Like he's just brilliant. And it was really inspiring for me because like watching him, I think the most inspiring part of it was like watching his ideas, even with the TikTok marketing strategy, like of like, he's a, he's a genius. Like it's one thing to be the artist and write the music and everything, but the marketing that you also have to do and like the ideas, it's not easy. And he is brilliant. Like he's brilliant. I love I'm it. I'm really, I, I'm super inspired by him and very honored, super honored to have had a, uh, a part of the project. I love it. I did a, I did some creepy digging, which means I literally dig up everything you've ever said and like no. through it. Like it's a freaking law and order. I essay. love it. But I, this one thing really stuck out to me that you said, you said by the end of every song, I hope that listeners can resonate and apply their own stories to the songs and know that they can get through anything. Can you expand on that, please? <laughs> so what's crazy to me is writing music is like, 
the best way to put it and like I think that this is why I take it so serious is like my job is to put words to how people feel like that is my job yes you know and um and that's not easy sometimes and it was crazy because I think I really like yes I've had people listen to my music in the past but not on not on this level and like it's still on such a small level but it's crazy to me that like, cause my mom for the most part was listening to my music. Like she accumulates a lot of the streams for my pop music. Um, I get that. But it, my parents so like everything I do, but it's like, how oh my God, on Instagram. My I'm like, okay, dad. She's literally like, she's my biggest fan. She's on every, like first one of look my stories. And she's like, did you comment? I'm like, mom, I see all the comments. I get the notifications. Like it's really. I know my dad's on a spree when my phone's like, er, 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 er. <laughs> you just love that. So it was like, I've always had people listening, but I never like, I think what if I don't was the craziest thing to me because I obviously wrote it from a part, like a place of grieving a relationship that it was just like, I, I was in this like turmoil of like, oh my God, like he has a girlfriend now. And I like, feel like I'm just never going to get past it. I get it. But a I lot of people took the song and applied it to their life in losing like an actual loss of somebody passing away. And that to me, I was like, oh my God, like that is the power of music when it resonates with somebody for those couple of minutes and they take the story. And like, I think it's so beautiful how words can resonate in all types of things. Like I even had somebody one time, they were like, this resonates with my dog passing. And I'm like, wait, what? Like this, that's crazy. Like, yeah. but the power of it, I just, that's my, that's my goal at the end of it. My job, I think like, I just want to be able to put the, cause I've, I remember when I was growing up, I would sit there and listen to this, like whiskey lullaby. I remember sitting oh, there God, and my favorite didn't even know what it was about when I was younger. And now growing up and knowing like, like what, and also just so beautifully done. And that to me, like sparked this thing of like, words are so powerful. I love words. I love like the puzzle pieces of figuring it out. And I think for those couple minutes, that is my, that is my goal. I want it to resonate with people on whatever level and hopefully like they can look in it. Cause all of the stories that I am telling her, every one of them is, is in my journal. So I'm giving it. like a glimpse into my journal for three minutes, which is really freaking cool. I love it. And I love that you say that because I feel like for so long, there was not a place for female listeners in country music. I mean, I remember, and I'm aging myself here for a hot second, but like Dirt Road Anthem came out my freshman year of college. And I okay. don't remember there being like sad girl country or like things that I needed to hear. It was still very much like, I love your, your tailgate and let's drink beer. And so I love that you are so a part of this movement of like, let's wait, make country music for women and not girls. And that's my big thing here is like coming in, like, obviously like I'm respecting it. Like I, like I admire all of everybody that oh, I do meet. Of course. Yeah. Respect it. But I will say the space of the females and like getting the, um, just being taken serious. I think like I've had some scenarios across the board, no matter what music or in any industry, like and don't get me wrong. Like some of my best friends and my diehard fans are men. Like they're amazing. Oh, yeah. But I will say it is 75% of the time you get into a room and you're not taken serious as a female. What you have to say is not taken serious or like, I, and I just want to break that down. I think Meg Maroney's doing a freaking great job. I think that Ashley Cook, I think all of these girls are killing it right now. 
Um, and that's just, I want to continue on that. Like I have something really big to say, and I'm going to say it. <laughs> and I, I love you it. Like it or not. <laughs> right. And I've said it for years. I said, the pendulum is coming back because when I was growing up, it was all your female powerhouses. And I am obsessed with the fact that it's coming back, but I'm also obsessed with the fact um, that you're going to be playing the whiskey jam in Boise, Idaho with, hold on, where is it? With Luke Combs. I was just at the Chicago show over the weekend. And when I saw that, I was like, um, you are in for so much fun. So talk to me about getting that call and that opportunity and just, yeah, tell me all the things. I like still get like, I don't know if you can see, but I get so I love it. I know. I'm it's like, so fun. It's such a wonderful opportunity. So I'm so stoked for you. I honestly, so Ward, I will say like, what a freaking since day one has vetted for me, like gave my first show ever in Nashville was whiskey jam. No and that way. was last October. he, yeah. I call him the godfather of Nashville. He really like once he's in your corner and he vets for you, he's like wonderful. He goes so hard and he like, I don't know, like that, that cosign that, that whatever you want to call that. I just, I really have so much love for him. I have so much love for, my Apple family here and just like how much love they've given me in general and freaking Spotify is like support. But I will say Ward is like, he's the one like from day one that was, he, I had no songs out. Like I had nothing. What if I don't, I think had just come out and he was like, yeah, she can sing whiskey gym. And I'm just like, that's really freaking like, that's my first show ever in Nashville ever. So I was like, this is crazy. Um, and I, he had texted me probably like right in February. And he was like, I open your email. And I was like, okay. And I just see Luke Combs at the title or like the email subject. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what is this? And he was like, I'm so excited to have you. Like, are you cool? If, do you want to play that date? I was like, do I want to play that date? Like I'll, I'll literally clear my life schedule. Yeah. Like yeah, when you need my, me. If, I was, if I was getting married on that day, we would move the wedding. Like <laughs> we're getting married at Luke Combs. I'm so sorry. You know? Honestly, Luke Combs will marry us. It's fine. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh my God, that's the best. I'm like, listen, Ward, not only can I play, but I'm going to need you to pull some strings and have Luke Combs marry us. Right. Know? He needs to not get me and Ward, but whoever I end up with. <laughs> I was like, that came out weird. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So yeah, really super excited for you there. So talk to me about what's next for you. What can we expect out of you this year? Music wise, what are you excited about? Oh my God. Um. I just signed with CAA, which I'm like, no way. That's um, amazing. You know, I'm really, really stoked. I like when, when I tell you ever since I was a little girl, like I always would, especially LA, I would drive by the building and be like, I'm going to be on there one day. I'm going to be. And so now that it's happening, like that's wild um, to have their support. I have a new song coming out that I just posted like yesterday. Yeah, you did something great. I'm so excited. Okay. I like when I tell you, I, this is one of my, this is a, up there with what if I don't like, I really love every song that I write. It has a story, but there's something about this song that I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it is like, I've gotten this feeling three times in my life. And yeah. the ones, one is what if I don't, um, another one is not out. And then the third one is a song. Oh and I was just like, we're putting it out because it's coming out right before a really cool duet is dropping that I can't say what it That's is okay. yet. That's okay. But there's a really, really cool duet happening. Um, and 
there's there's a few things I can't say yet. But right. I just get so, I get so excited that you are just so fired up. So I am super oh, excited so excited here. So super excited, and we will see you in a couple of weeks for CMA Fest, which is like I, we're I'm, getting I'm bringing, Yes, I'm bringing my aunt. My Let's aunt is my go. meet. <laughs> Let's go. I love I this. Her, I'm like, so uh, we got approved and uh, you want to go? <laughs> She's like, oh my God, yes. Oh my God. Wait, so- and then how did you get into doing, like how, what's your backstory? Um, so I was a nanny for 12 years um, for some very high profile, like uh, like athletes, kids. Okay. And was feeling very stuck. Um, didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then during the pandemic, I was very much missing um, live music and country music specifically. Started my own page, Backstage Bobby, because I woke up out of a dream and was like, I should call it that. And literally during the pandemic, just did Instagram lives with anybody that would talk to me. And the founder of All Country News found me, offered me a job, and I have been their digital director now for a year. Good for and here's you. all the cool stuff I've gotten to, to that's do. So I'm slowly building my wall. It's been, it's been crazy. Listen, you gotta like, like, that's all you gotta do is start it somewhere. I know it's been crazy. And it's so funny. I feel like you guys love to like write the stories and sing them. I love to hear your stories and write about them. So it's just like, it's all different, but I every, every moving part of this industry needs each other. It's crazy. It's wild. It's wild. But people forget that. <laughs> I know. Well, we are super excited to see you in a couple of weeks. Before I officially sign off, there are a few more items in order we need to discuss. For all of my Stagecoach fans who want to relive the incredible moments, or for those who missed out, we have a recap episode up for you now on allcountrynews.com that'll tell you everything that happened that you dying to know about or would love to hear about again. We, of course, have to give a shout out to our All Country News Spotlight artist, which is the incredible Austin Sean. You can follow him on Instagram at Austin Sean. He is absolutely incredible. You are not going to want to miss out on this upcoming artist. So check him out now before he is a megastar and blowing up the country world everywhere. And last but certainly not least, it's time we talk about video of the week. Video of the week. This week's video is Cody Johnson's Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys, live at the 58th ACM Awards. I talked about this quite a bit earlier in the episode, but it definitely deserves another mention. That's how amazing it was. It was such an incredible tribute to Willie and such a shining moment for the entire night. Make sure you check that out now. There's a sneak peek up on our socials, full video up on YouTube. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening.
The All Country News Podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.